independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, the economy, stupid. We'll always hear that. The economy, the economy, the economy. It will always be the economy. You know, of all the things that we do when, you know, kind of voting, it's like uh, the, uh, uh, the issue voter, whether it be climate change or pro-choice, pro- yeah, you'll get some people that are on the extremist side of those things that they only think about those things. Most people are party voters. But the, the independents, if you will, uh, who sway everything but are rarely talked to, which is the exhausted majority of us, uh, it's always about the economy. As the economy goes, so go we. The youngsters in the world are just starting to understand the economy and get a, a, a feel for what's happening. And uh, they're taking to the world of TikTok to voice their displeasure, shock and awe of what they're seeing in this weird world called shrinkflation. Have you noticed that your favorite snacks are getting smaller? It's called shrinkflation. The price may be the same, but the box is getting smaller. What? Ice cream tubs used to be a half gallon, then one and three quarter quarts, now trimmed down to a spelt one and a half. Instead of raising their prices, they just sneakily shrink the size of their products in hopes that consumers won't realize the difference and continue to buy like always. These two granola bars are the exact same product. This bar has 26 grams. This bar was bought today. It has 24 grams and was well over $2. What it does have is more air. Shrinkflation. When the price of an item goes up, most of us will notice right away. But when the price stays the same, we may not pick up that there's a little bit less in the box. From soda to cereal and even toilet paper. Hey, does this new roll look smaller to you? Yeah, that's shrinkflation. Shrinkflation? What? Shrinkflation. Why wouldn't they just change the price? You'd think, but companies know consumers are more likely to check the price than the weight. And here's my favorite, Gatorade. It used to be 32 ounces, now it's 28 ounces. What I was wondering is, do they really need to raise prices? Do they really need to shrink their products and pinch pennies? The answer is no. When you're a shrinking man like me. Yeah. Yeah, they do, actually, if they want to uh, have a profit and continue to employ people. Uh, that's kind of what they do, kids. That's kind of what happens. I love it. What do you mean? They got to raise prices. Things are so good. Uh, you know, I, I mean, look at all the jobs that we created. As you know, the good news is in August, the economy created 315,000 jobs, which is important. We have created nearly 10,000 million jobs since President Biden took office, uh, which is the fastest job growth in history. So you're asking me, where's the success? Here it is. Wait, let me finish. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Wait, 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 what? 10,000 million jobs? That's a lot of jobs. Well, yeah, there's 10,000 million jobs. I know, but 10,000 million. Chad, oh, I see what you're doing there. She made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, she did. It's the economy, stupid. That goes the economy. Uh, goes us. I know, I mean, but we're starting, and, and, and I'm letting you guys in for uh, what may be an ugly truth that, hey, it's good that oil is down. It's good all these things are down. Uh, You guys understand that, you know, are we coming to some sort of end to crazy inflation? Biden's excited about it, but he's not quite ready to go there yet. We uh, got data that showed that manufacturing orders were up, but cost increases and supply chain items were beginning to ease. The week before that, we got data showing that price increase may be beginning to ease as well. 
bottom line is jobs are up, wages are up, people are back to work, and we're seeing some signs that inflation may be, may be, I'm not over-promising, may be beginning to ease. Maybe. Maybe. Why does he say that? Because look at Europe. Europe is going to face a winter that they didn't think they were going to ever have to face, right? They're going to face a winter where the Russians are going to hold back so much. They're going to play games. They're going to do everything they can to break the European spirit when it comes to Ukraine. That's what they're going to do because they're wholly dependent upon, yes, that guy. And so that's going to put pressure on a lot of different things, which will once again put pressure on the energies. And as the energy pressure starts to grow, so will prices. That's why, you know, the most optimist that Biden has always been, he's like, eh, not so fast. Not so fast. No. No. No, 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 no. I mean, I would like to think it's going to. No, no. Because we forget that there is a war going on still. Britain yesterday uh, has a new prime minister. And one of her big things is, uh, you know, what are we going to do about all this stuff that is going on over there? In particular, what's happening with, yes, I'm going to say, kids, the energy. They're going to shut down. They've already shut down Nord Stream 2, right? And they, they've shut down the pipelines. And they're like, eh, we're not going to do anything uh, right now. We've got to fix these things. Then yesterday, Gazprom did a funny video of all of Europe getting swept over by ice and freezing. Think about that. That's their. That's one of their leading companies. Could you imagine if Exxon did that? They were, we're cutting stuff off or one of the big pipelines, and then they showed one of our, our 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 neighbors, Mexico or Canada, freezing or heating, you know, and 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 getting no air conditioning, whatever it is, because they understand what's coming is going to be cold and nasty for the Europeans which is going to put pressure on them to do something, to capitulate. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. Was it Trump that, and a lot of people, right, kept telling everybody, hey, you guys, uh, you guys are getting in bed. He's going to play this game with you. He's going to screw you. You're going to be dependent on him, and he is going to do something that is going to force you to make serious decisions because you're going to be beholden to him. While the rest of the world watches. And right now, it is getting uglier and uglier over there. We forget because, well, we're doing our own thing and, and we have the attention span of a gnat, but the reality is, is it is, you've got a, a, a power plant that is nuclear-based, uh, and ready to potentially, well, go sideways in the near future. We are playing with fire, and something very, very catastrophic could take place. So could you imagine if that goes south and that nuclear 
that Zapsarisa nuclear plant ends up melting down. And then you have a freeze, like you couldn't believe, throughout Europe. And God willing, that doesn't happen. And they're continuing to hold on to energy. What happens when you're not energy independent? This is it. So if you think the economy is improving, God bless us. I would like to see that thing continue to improve over and over and over again. But the reality is, is if this thing becomes a big freeze, it's going to get ugly very, very soon. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Hope all is well with you. And on that note, kids, hey, how you doing, everybody? How you doing? A lot of stuff. We're going to squeeze stuff in today. A lot of coronavirus. We're going to touch on that. I was, I was amazed over the weekend. Uh, yesterday, uh, my buddy Barry filled in for me, uh, with me locally here, because my, my uh, normal host uh, on air partner is uh, taking a little vacation. And so Barry got back from California, and I was in California. We are both amazed at the still how many people wear masks. I was... I was I was shocked, and there's signs everywhere. And even when you're getting on the elevator, there's signs everywhere about masking up and don't do this and don't do that and don't touch your face. My stepdaughter Lily looks at me. She goes, "I what?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's what it was like because it, it's crazy." And, and he was telling me that his son, uh, he dropped him off. Uh, they he went to Coronado, but they went to Northridge, which is Cal State Northridge. He goes, I, I dropped my son off at Cal State Northridge. It's his first semester at Cal State Northridge. He went to uh, Arizona State, and then he's gone off to, to Northridge. And he said, while he was there, there was like one of the student, you know, uh, welcoming committee, you know, one of the older students walking around, you know, showing, hey, this is this place and this place. And he goes, he's, he's there. He's talking to us. He goes, we're really excited about this year. It's the first time we've been back on campus in almost three years. <laughs> I thought, my God. Oh, and if you are living in a place where you were locked down like that, sweet mamma jamma. That is insane. Three years. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It goes, they shut it down in 2020 early on, and this is their first semester back in person. That is nuts. It really is. You just shake your... I, I couldn't even imagine that. Because, like, you know, even with Jack, I mean, Jack was out of school for 18 months. My son's 12 in San Diego. was out of school for 18 months. The blessing was he got to come out here and hang out with me. We got to have a lot of fun. Uh, but the, the curse is 18 months is a long time not to be around your friends, not to see anybody. You know, not to, you know, I mean, that that's, I just, wow, wow. Because we tried it here in Arizona, and I our Governor Ducey, God bless him, you know, everybody got mad at him the way, oh, but. But he's like, all right, here's the deal. We're going to try this. And there's got, they got these, you know, we got the, uh, one, two, three, four. And these are the quadrants we're supposed to be in. That's what the government says. And if you, if you get to this point and where we're, we're flattening the curve, you can move to this point. And then, like, we started at four. And then by uh, 48 hours later, we're at number one. People just like, yeah, that's, that's where am I? And I can't even bother. California, not so much. Still people wearing masks outdoors by themselves. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us text the program. 
This portion of the program is sponsored by Better Help, H-E-L-P. Speaking of help, so many people uh, through the pandemic were struggling mental health-wise. Yesterday, uh, you know, you saw a perfect example of of somebody that is deciding, hey, I, I it's too much for me. I'm exhausted, mentally strained. And Justin Bieber saying, I, I can't do my tour. So many people struggle out there, and you need to have something where, you know what, you've got a great place for your brain to recalibrate itself. That's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in. It is amazing. It is simple and easy. You fill out a questionnaire. It's really simple. We are going to be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Uh, the, the therapy is simple and easy because you get to choose whether it's video, phone, or live chat only. If maybe you don't want to see somebody it's much more affordable than in person which is great too and it's been a benefit to my stepdaughter uh and i think it will be benefit for you as well right now 10 percent off your first month betterhelp.com slash benson betterhelp.com slash benson betterhelp.com slash benson chad benson show The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. The White House urging anyone over the age of 12 who's already been vaccinated for COVID to go out and get boosted again. The likelihood of annual COVID vaccines, just like flu shots. The boosters target the highly contagious BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants, getting the final green light from the CDC and FDA last week. Health officials urging anyone who gets the new COVID booster to consider getting a flu shot as well at the same time. There you go. Which is eventually, I think, what this thing will become, which uh, you're going to get your, 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 it's just going to be a one and done thing. Uh, but uh, it was interesting because uh, Dr. Ja, Dr. Ja said this, and it, and it made me think. We, the administration, will make sure that vaccines are free, that they're widely available, and they are easy to access for everybody. Free, free, that word being free. Because I thought, you know, we've really slowed down the the vaccine thing. I still see it places, but uh, when's the last time you really thought of it? You know, like I said, this weekend I'm in, you know, California and they've still got COVID crap everywhere. And I thought to myself, man, if you had to pay for that, people would be like, no. <laughs> I don't think so. That's it. And it's got to be convenient. I've always said that. Got to be convenient. It's got to be. But I was, you know, like I said, I was shocked yesterday to find out that, you know, Cal State Northridge University is, is getting together for the first time in almost three years. And I thought, wow, that is such a different world than I lived in during this thing. But the whole cost process, the whole cost and the process of everything, if you, you know, because you know it's never, the, the, it will never go away as long as there's money to be made. And it's funny that stuff is coming out now about the way that things were handled, especially in schools with kids. You know, teachers are burnt out and they're frustrated. And uh, and some of that is is the, the, the way that the pandemic was held, uh, you know, held. And they're coming back to school 
And, and again, some of it, and, and I think the problem is we lump a lot of times teachers in with teachers unions. It's a different thing. Teachers unions, they do, they're the ones who do the nasty work. They're the ones who push back. Uh, are there teachers that are part of it, especially a younger generation of teachers who see teacher teaching is more of an activism and a cause that it is about teaching the youth of America? Yes, but so much of the unions, we, and, I, and I think it's unfair that we do that, but they're two years in a lot of places of not in person has caused numbers to just cascade in a lot of places and then they're coming into a place where you've got a lot of kids who are not well behaved anymore they've not really been around their friends and that is just they've learned bad habits and they're far behind and teachers are going nah i don't think so i don't want to do this i don't want to do this no yeah well that's what you got you know, I mean, uh, and never was it more evident this weekend when I was with my family. And again, the struggle of my little brother, who is the same age as Jack, and how much further apart they are when it comes to learning. And he's got some learning issues anyways, but it has set him back tremendously, all because of something that was BS. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hmm. How many steps do you need to take on a daily basis to survive? A lot helps, health, right? But to survive in a way where you thrive and you continue to have your mental faculties. New study says anywhere between 3,800 and 9,800 steps each day reduces the risk of mental decline. The study uh, out of Denmark at the University of Southern Denmark in Odense, says, uh, basically, if you walk about 6,300 steps a day, you're going to cut your risk of dementia by 57%. That's huge. People between the ages of 40 and 79 who took 9,800 steps a day were 50% likely to develop any kind of mental decline. Because they said, furthermore, people who walked with a purpose, you're walking with a purpose, you're really going to cut that. Here's something else. Even if you take only 3,800 steps a day, at any speed, you cut your risk for dementia by 25%. The largest reduction in risk, uh, dementia risk, 60% 60% was achieved by people who walk at a very brisk pace at 112 steps per minute, 30 minutes a day. So if you're walking, you've got something, you're active. Isn't it amazing that when you're, when you're active and you're moving and you're doing things and stuff like that, that you find out, oh, my goodness me, uh, if you're healthy, that a lot of stuff uh, gets fixed. 
right? You're healthy, or you're trying to be healthy, you're eating healthy, you're moving a little bit more, you got a bit more confidence, you feel like you're clear-headed. It's incredible. That's crazy. I wonder if we have issues here in America. So a new survey from the CDC shows that less than a quarter of U.S. adults meet federally recommended physical activity guidelines. CNN Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who this about 45 percent of people between the ages of 40 and 59 now considered obese. We didn't know people who were obese probably when you were a kid, when I was a kid. Uh, about 40 million people also have diabetes, a lot more at risk of diabetes. So much of what we talk about with healthcare is the fact that we spend $4 trillion on it. And about 70% of chronic disease, John, in this country, preventable. But that, it's just kind of remarkable. Yeah, yeah, it is. Look, we can all eat better, myself included. I know that. You can tell me my way to, my, my wife this way. I'm saying, my goodness me, it's just, you know, because you're on vacation, you're snacking away. Uh, I work so many hours and my body's always needing energy. It is, you know, it's try to get as much sleep as possible. But, you know, yesterday was a perfect example of of my day. If I got here three 15 in the morning, I left here at six o'clock at night. Uh, In between my two shows, I managed to do like 40 commercials, had several meetings. And, and, you know, it's trying to pace yourself. But yeah, it's like, uh, working out and eating it's great but we do so much of this stuff like uh, i can say i'm 30 pounds of weight it's it's myself to blame take on too much do too much now in saying that i average about 10 12,000 steps a day because i do like to be active i do like to move around i don't smoke i don't drink which is huge but, you know, uh, I also realized, look, I'm, you know, I, I read an article yesterday where it's like the new thing for billionaires is having a six pack stomach abs for billionaires. I was just laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. But activity, physical activity is huge. And we one of the things, you know, we, we talk about, we worry about kids in school with violence and guns. And we worry about all this other stuff that we're terrified. Yet at the same time, a refrigerator is probably killing more of us than any of that other stuff. So what this survey was about was basically looking at how, how well are we doing in terms of activity overall. This is what you should be doing, 150 to 300 minutes of moderate activity per week or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous activity. Again, most people probably know this. Should also get some weight training in every week. They say the major muscle groups, think of it as upper body, lower body. As don't as, skip leg day. Yeah, don't skip leg day, as tough as that can be sometimes. But this is what we should be doing. Yeah, don't skip leg day. You ever see that guy at the gym where uh, he's just yoked, right? He's just just huge. He's got his arms are massive. His chest is huge, right? He's got the thing where it goes down. Looks like he's got like a cobra and all that stuff, right? He's got the 12-pack, and then his legs are twigs. <laughs> that guy makes me laugh. We need to do better, people, is what I'm saying, right? I mean, if you walk with vigor and purpose, your risk of dementia reduces. How many of us walk with vigor and purpose? Do you? I got no reason to walk. You do. You do. You have a reason to walk. It's for yourself, for your kids. Do it for Johnny, man. Here's what we are doing overall when it comes to strength training. About 6% of people are actually getting regular strength training. Aerobic, better, 23%, but nowhere near where we should be. 46%, nearly half the country, really doing neither, doing nothing. 
And a good portion of the other part of the country is lying or sleeping. That's why I tell you guys when we hear, we're going to have a civil war. You listen to that. We're not having a civil war where everybody's going to stop in the middle and take their insulin. (laughs) I'm only going to fight if they're snacks. (laughs) We're not. Where are we going to meet at? Right? So the liberals are going to meet at Whole Foods and Sprouts. And and then the conservatives are going to meet at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Is that really what's going to happen? Oh, jeez. 323-538-2423. At Chad Bethel Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It is for Wednesday. And I remind everybody on these uh, beautiful Wednesdays, we like to get a little woke. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. It's all right. I feel that way, too. It's all right. Let it out. Like, can we actually agree that women get pregnant and not men? How dare you? White women raise the white boys who grow up to be little, misogynistic, patriarchal tyrants. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. I'm mad! It's time for Woke Wednesday. Time to get woke, kids. Let's start with our uh, interesting. And remember when I talked about teachers earlier, what did I say? I say you have teachers that are, you know, in their 40s and 50s and 60s who, you know, remember a time uh, past uh, days when they were here to educate kids. And 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 now you have a different time. You have uh, uh, activist teachers, teachers who are more worried about a lot of different things other than actually teaching your kids the basics. So one of my students asked me a question the other day and I wanted to get TikTok's opinion on it. Cause like I've done some Googling and I I still don't have a good response for it. So I work in Texas, right? You know how like the respectful thing to say to people is ma'am or sir, right? I've come out to my students. All my students know that I'm non-binary. Most of my students call me mix. Most of the staff at the schools call me mix or coach, either one. But when it comes to that, a lot of people falter when it comes to it because a lot of people will still say yes ma'am yeah that's uh that's what they'll do yes ma'am because they're trying to be polite uh which is kind of what they uh the sir and ma'am it's kind of the thing they've done mix or coach or whatever that you know you it's it's just a reactionary thing right we, we don't need to punish them or cancel them yet but anyways my Genuine question is, is there a non-binary way to say that? Because I didn't grow up saying stuff like that. That's not how I talk. And one of my students came up to me the other day and was like, Mix, what do I call you? Because I don't want to say yes, ma'am, because that feels disrespectful. But if I just say yes, that also feels disrespectful. But anyways, my genuine question is, is there a non-binary way to say that? Because I didn't grow up saying stuff like that. No, there's not. So we're just going to move on with our lives. Stop with the non-binary stuff. Just why can't you be, you know, uh, uh, just say uh, yes, teacher, no, teacher. How's that? Can, is that good? Can we do that? Is that yes, teacher, no, teacher? Is is I think that'd be good. But she's more worried about that. Like, what are my kids going to call me? That's interesting. I don't know what my kids are going to call me. Hmm. What, what is, what, what do they call me if, if, if not my, oh, I should spend the whole day on that. Hmm. And remember, it is about pronouns.
It's always about the pronouns. Always. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to use Frog Frog's pronouns and sentences. So not let's real. go. Frog Frog's pronouns. Not real. That sounds so cool. Nope, not real. Ding, ding, ding. And that's because it is cool. Because that it's means not. that the person that's using these neo pronouns is staying super curious about frog self and wants to know more about nope, frog nope. self. But anyway, frog is such a great person. Nope, not real. Frog's smile is so contagious. Stop talking to a person. In fact, I saw Frog make a whole audience smile. Not again, not real. I think Frog should be very proud of Frog self. Nope, nope, nope. Stop talking about yourself in third. First of all, stop talking about yourself in third person as an animal of which you are not. <laughs> it's a book, Chad. And remember, pronouns are important. Whatever happened to name? I just, you know, I mean, like, uh, like we, have, I have pastor. I don't, you know. I mean, it's just as, you know, Chad, Pastor Chad, right? Pastor Robert, right? Doctor Doctor Smith. Do I need a he, she, they, them? Their, zer, zizor, zizor. Again, back with the zizor. I continue to think that's a medicine, but apparently I have been called out because pronouns are vitally important. Um, the reason that we use they, them pronouns is because it is universal to anybody, regardless of their gender, identity, or expression. So it's how we refer to people when we don't know their gender. If you do not feel comfortable using he, she, or they pronouns, simply go by your name. For example, Ali is so cute, I love Ali's hair today. But it's, it's mockery. It's very much mockery, even if you're not trying to mock. <laughs> Ali's so cute because you used her name. And that implies that Allie may be a girl. <laughs> but her hair is cute. Uh, you said her. Again. <sighs> and by the way, we know your gender. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. Oh, Chad. Such a jerk. So I can't even use your name now. I'm not walking around calling people they, them, and then their name. It's not happening. It is not. That is weird speak. That is 1984. That is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It ain't happening. Right? It isn't. It's just not going to do it. Just wouldn't do it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Grab the podcast where available. You can take uh, the podcast with you while you listen to on your Raycons. The best of your buds around. 49,000 five-star reviews. Uh, absolutely incredible. The comfort level is through the roof. Love my Raycons. I wear them uh, every day because I do a lot of editing. I do a lot of different stuff. So, you know, uh, when I'm on the radio, like now, I've got the bigger headphones on, right? The ones that go over your head, the whole nine yards, studio phones. But when I'm editing and stuff and doing stuff on my laptop, I wear the awesome Raycons. They're incredible. Several different modes to listen in, including awareness mode. Uh, so when I'm outside and playing golf, I want to be able to hear around me awareness mode, isolation mode, where I only want to focus on whatever it is I'm doing. But it's the comfort level of these. They're incredible. And I do love that because I can wear them all day and they don't bug me, uh, which is awesome. Right now, save 15%. They start well under $100. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad. Save an extra 15%. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. States? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. I love those. About a month ago, seven-year-old Tariq and his love of corn took the internet by storm. Because corn is 
awesome! An interview with the corn-loving kid popped up on Recess Therapy, and then it was remixed by the Gregory Brothers. It's been a TikTok earworm ever since, with over 600,000 videos using the sound. And this past weekend, Tariq was named South Dakota's official cornbassador, which came with a proclamation from Governor Kristi Noem, all because of seven-year-old Tariq's love for corn, which he describes as... A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Oh, I love corn, too. Corn tastes nice. That is, uh, there's going, that's, you know what, man, go viral. You never know what can happen, right? Like we were talking the other day, I was watching uh, Reservation Dogs. And if you guys know what that is, it is about these kids growing up on a reservation. Uh, uh, Taika Tawari, who is, does a lot of stuff. He's a great director, and, and uh, he is one of the producers of it. It's very interesting. It's funny. Uh, about these, you know, it's kind of depressing and funny at the same time. But the guy that was that rode the skateboard, right, drinking his uh, his ocean spray, he's in it. And I was reading last night that uh, what's his name? Hide your kids, hide your, you know, uh, Dotson. He's got a beer line. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, you go viral and you play it right, it works for you. How about the guy? The uh, uh, the 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 hot felon, Jeremy Meeks, going viral worked for him maybe better than anybody else. I gotta say that. If you are, if you don't remember him, he was the hot felon where they took that. You know, there was a picture that came out. I think he was arrested up in Fresno, and uh, he was like, you're like, oh. And then next day, I mean, there's this guy is living the dream now. Like, he's an actor. He's a model. Uh, he was for a while with uh, uh, Chloe Green, whose dad's a billionaire and owns a bunch of different uh, uh, things. Over, I mean, like, that that guy took it and went with it. Some people, they don't, they don't run with it, right? But this kid, you got a chance, man. Soak it up. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. See, now, here's going viral in all the wrong way. And this is true. Don't you hate it when you have to call 911 because you're stuck upside down? I'm stuck in this reverse, like, back decompression thing. Good thing Christine Falls was able to use her smart watch to call 911. And I think the thing went too far, and I'm just stuck upside down, and I cannot get myself upside right side up. That's right. She got herself upside down, the old tater hang-up, <laughs> whatever it's called. What? <laughs> she kept trying to lift herself free, but no amount of squirming helped. She hung there for five or six minutes before she decided to call 911. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> you got to think about that for a second because you know you're not going to get your. There comes a point where you know, okay, I can't get myself back up. <laughs> Nobody's coming. And the only thing I can do is call the police. <laughs> That's all I can do. This is it. An officer arrived at the gym a few minutes after Christine called 911. In, the cop came in and said, um, we got a call that someone's stuck hanging upside down. <laughs> oh, dear Lord, my ankles are burning. The officer <laughs> chuckled. Easiest, easiest rescue ever. 
The ordeal lasted a total of about 12 minutes. She had a headache afterwards and felt a bit fuzzy. People are like, why would you post that? It's just so embarrassing. But I'm like, you know, I mean, sometimes you just got to laugh at yourself and move on. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. The cop just came and tipped her over. (laughs) 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, share Twitter. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson yes it is happy 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 hump day a little wokeness coming up I'm telling the guys i'm eating my uh, cup of noodles and uh i saw <laughs> i saw this i i don't, I don't know what's wrong with us uh, we've lost this this plot it's that time of year right like it, it yeah it's fall it's fall is here well it, it's it's supposed to be depends on where you live Right, because if if you live in an area right now where it's three thousand degrees, eh, it doesn't feel like fall. But you know, walked out of a store the other night, and there was they've got the pine cones already out there with the cinnamon smell. You know, it's supposed to feel that way. And I was checking this out, and there is a pumpkin spice cup of noodles. I, I'm going to say that again, kids. A pumpkin spice cup of noodles. I'm going to give a hard pass on that. Hard pass. Mine is just chicken. I will not do I don't do pumpkin spice. Uh, but uh, ugh, what is wrong with us? Lots of stuff is wrong with us, kids. Lots of stuff. We're at each other's throat. We don't like each other. Everything's about race. Everything's about hate. Everything is about this, that, and the other. Take a, uh, take a listen to this cat. I call y'all white people for what I see, y'all. Y'all are devils. Y'all are parasites. Y'all are mosquitoes. And when you look at a mosquito, you see that mosquitoes latch onto other life forms, drain the blood from that life form to get nutrients so it can power itself. That's exactly what y'all are because... Every single thing that y'all do is to drain the life out of everything. We're mosquitoes. We're evil. We're bad. Us white people. We're the devil. And when we look at the advent of y'all devils, since the moment y'all were created, y'all have caused destruction, chaos, and deception on our earth. When we welcome y'all in to our kingdoms as eternal people, what did y'all do? Y'all came in, y'all caused destruction, altercations amongst us as a people and amongst our civilization. Therefore, we banish y'all, we exiled y'all from the kingdom. This is the true story. True story. Of the Garden of Eden. There it is, true story of the Garden of Eden. So he's not a fan of white people. We We only see color now, we see red, we see blue. We don't see each other for anything other than that. It's why, you know, politics is so personal, right? That's what we've made it. We've made it personal. We've made it angry. 
uh, it's if you you love Trump, you hate Trump. You're a Nazi. This is a text message I got from a guy yesterday who called me an effing Nazi, an effing c-word, and a bunch of other expletives about the fact that the homeless problem is a serious issue, and we got to stop dealing with it in the way that they have been. If you want to solve the problem. Their mental health and drug issues. You can't just snatch people off the street, but telling them they could stay in hotels with no way to fund it yet and vote on it and tell the hotels, hey, this is part of your responsibility, which it's not, is insane. And somehow I'm heartless effing this and that because you're looking for reasons to hate. Case in point, this character. Gotta like this guy, right? Uh, TikToker, dude, liberal, Samuel Donner, went to a Trump rally in Memphis. I'm a liberal and I went to a Trump rally to see if there was common ground. Going in, I was expecting aggression, but I actually experienced a lot of kindness. Do you want to be friends? Of course. Loved everybody. Sure. Yeah. Yes. That last clip was Holly, and she invited me to a woman's Bible study, so Malik and I went. This is Samuel. Holly's Hello. And again, we experienced incredible kindness. They're a fun group of people. I'm going to get a hug. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what? He went somewhere. You know, Jamie Foxx, I don't know if you guys know this, he was filming a movie uh, a couple months ago, and I don't know if it was, maybe it was that uh, Day Shift, which is just an amazing movie. It's doing on Netflix. But he went to a barbecue. There was a barbecue out where they were, and it was it was in the South somewhere. And there was Trump flags, all of this stuff. He wandered over there. So he spent the whole day there just hanging out, having fun, drinking, barbecue. Never had an issue. No, that can't be true. Yeah. So this guy goes, goes to a Trump rally, expecting hate. Oh, is there hate and anger out there everywhere? Yeah, of course there is. Come on. I get as many people from the Trump side of the aisle screaming and yelling at me because uh, I don't cover enough or 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 maybe, uh, you know, uh, they, they don't like it. But the reality is, is there's far more common ground. And if we're open-minded enough to sit down and talk with other people, I think we'd realize what really makes this country great is what unites us. Not all this diversity uh, that's forced upon us, all this stuff. What unites us and the greatness of this country, who we are, what we're about, those things are awesome. So, Samuel, after you made these these uh, videos, have you told your friends, hey, you know, I went to this Trump rally and people were friendly? We support people of all races. And so anybody that says that Republicans are racists are absolutely incorrect. And what has their reaction been? I mean, actually, when I was going over, they're like, you're going to like Memphis and you're going to a Trump rally on top of that. Um, it uh, it seemed fairly scary. Yeah. Because you're told the evil, the horrible, all the bad things. Again, like everything, all this bad. I remember when I moved to Texas from California, people were telling me it's the most racist place you've ever been. It's horrible. Basically, I'm going to get there. They're burning crosses the whole nine yards. You know, the, the crazy stuff from California. When I moved to San Antonio, I was like, I've never been in, a, in an area that is this diverse where everybody's together. Right. Like in Long Beach, where I grew up, you have an area that's predominantly black. You have an area that's predominantly Southeast Asian and Cambodian, Laotian. You have an area that is predominantly Hispanic. I 
it was everybody lived on everybody else's block. It was it, it, there wasn't that. Even Jack's mom, who who was there with me at the time, she was surprised. I think at like, wow, this is a little bit more the diverse and culturally, uh, you know, together than than I thought it was. Of course, because that's people's minds that everything is all, and that's the furthest thing from people's minds. The media makes it feel like we're all at each other's throats. The reality is that's because it's a business for them. But most of us, we all want the same thing. What I wanted to test, like, can I go into what I thought was the most hostile environment I could? But when I went, I, yeah, no, I told them, like, it was actually fairly friendly. And I think, again, like, it's just about starting those conversations. Right. If you can start those conversations, you can actually understand where that common ground is, where it starts and maybe where it ends. And even where it right. ends, you can uh, discuss with each other. Like, right. hey, like, let's find that common ground. But you've got to start the conversation. And that's what you did by going there. Yeah, you went there. You started the conversation. That's awesome. That is that is great. You know, I grew up in Southern California. Most of my friends are pretty Democrat, pretty liberal, pretty progressive. But our common ground is, mm, and they love to argue and debate with me, and I'm fine with that. And it, it, it's it's fun, but the reality is, is uh, it, it you know, even when I meet some of their friends, uh, it, and it's funny. This guy went there. He had zero problems there. They were, you know, it, it, there were all these people were friendly and nice to him. You guys have no idea, like the stuff that that my uncle and I do. We we get pushback from people that we work with. We'll do great work for them, and then like, hey, I found out you're a talk show host and you don't hate Trump, so I don't know if we can work with you anymore. Like that's the insanity. I'm like, wait a minute. What does that have to do with anything? I don't love Trump either. I, I don't give him two neverminds at this point in time because he's not the president of the United States. I really don't care. But they're more worried about that than actual good work. That's so bizarre to me. Well, what if I hated Trump? Would you work with me? Uh, do you do a good job? Do, 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 do I need the service that you have? Are you a good person? Why would we even be talking about it? I mean, that that's the insanity of which the, that is going on out there, where people are just, I'm going to judge you based on something I've never heard before or never listened to, or because I have a preconceived notion that you're an evil, bad person because the media shows you only that. And i tell you this right now. I love golf. If you've ever watched golf on TV, you think that every golfer in the world hits the professional ball, a uh, golfer hits the ball two feet from the hole every time. Furthest thing for the truth. You know what it is? You got 150 golfers out there. They're all taking shots and they're going to click on and show the best shot at the best time. Then when they go, you know, the average proximity to the hole in this hole is 47 feet. You're like, 40, but. Uh, it's because what you get shown is something completely different. 49 out of 100 said, yeah, Samuel, I'll be your friend. <laughs> I was so nervous going in. Like, I had a pit in my stomach the whole time. And the Trump rally was the last day I was there. And I was just kind of talking to people around yeah. Memphis before that. And so like, before the Trump rally, I'm like, okay, no one's going to want to talk to me. And there were a couple people who did not want to talk to me. But uh, over, like, overall, it, everyone was super friendly. 
Yeah. Oh, everybody was super friendly. Majority of people wanted to talk to you. That's crazy. You didn't get killed? And then Holly, she invited me to her women's Bible study class. Like, out of the blue, she was so nice. And then me and my friend Malik went there, and uh, again, like, just uh, yep. like a ton of empathy. No Samuel Donner, thank you for being our friend, sir, and joining us so early from LA. <laughs> yeah, do you want to be friends? Yes! <laughs> See? Uh-oh. You said yes to somebody on Fox. You want to be a friend there. Nah. Already you're evil and bad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go there, get a free bag of Rough Greens. Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor, Vietnam vet era, helicopter pilot. Guy's done everything. I mean, this guy's done everything. And this is his goals. The goal is to get everybody to try for their dogs Rough Greens. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. It brings your dog's food to life. Because your dog's food is really meant to live on a, a, a shelf. It's not meant to be living. It, all this nutrients brings it back out to life and gives your dog all the stuff it's been missing. My dog Doodle is older. He's healthier than he's ever been. He's happy. He's bouncy. His quality of life is still there at his ripe old age of 14, 15, 16. We're not quite sure. But I love it. So if your dog struggles with they're lethargic, they've got uh, hip pain, joint pain, they've got digestive problems, Try this, and you see what it does. It's free. You cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Let's all be friends, shall we? Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? A lot of stuff on the internet. Anthony just sent me the Zen moment of the day on the internet. Maybe we'll post it on the old Facebook. A guy who is walking what looks to be a goose across the crosswalk somewhere in Southern California. Except the goose is not on the ground. It is flying about knee level. And the minute it gets to the other side of the crosswalk, it lands. Uh, I would say this. Based on this, this is not an animal that is... A animal that is there for therapy or a pet. I have a feeling based on some stuff that this is an animal that's being trained for television. But it is still the weirdest thing. Let's find out what's trending in the magical world. That's on Twitter trending uh, right there. Uh, The Bachelorette is back. Fantastic. It's a show I've never watched. Because, well, why? Why? NFL is trending tomorrow. Baby, it starts in earnest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poop and pee fueled the huge algae bloom in San Francisco Bay. Fixing the problem could cost $14 billion. What? Oh, my God. It's just so disgusting. That is disgusting. Head over to Google. Ah, Google warms my heart because Google has... uh, basically just soccer stuff the big trending things yesterday psg and juventus uh, Sevilla, uh, Seville and uh, man city 
the Celtic Real Madrid, uh, Dynamo Zagreb and Chelsea. It's just awesome. Love it. Apple's got a new event. I didn't know that. They're going to unveil the iPhone 14. Kim Kardashian's got a new gig. She's a Wall Street investor. Jason Momoa shaved his head to to raise awareness to stuff. How about those things? Shaving the head. What if he's no longer a good actor? I don't really think that you have to worry about that. <laughs> what if he becomes a good actor? Hmm? Oh, yeah. That's a good one, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Even your hate. If it makes you feel better to tell me I'm a horrible human being, okay. That's 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 what you need to do to make yourself feel like, oh, yeah, I got you there. I got you there because, uh, you know, you don't like homeless people, which is not what I said, by the way, yesterday. But I said the false, uh, the the false story that they bring you on a daily basis is the unhoused is just people that are that are you know they're just they're just struggling, you know, the, with with making rent and and this that and the other. No, there are people out there. Yes, there are, but a vast majority of people, especially in larger cities, are not those people. A vast majority of the people that that are out there struggling when it comes to homelessness is is people who are mentally ill or drug addicted and we need to figure out what we do with them but you can't snatch them off the street that we do know that we do know and the the same thing goes for the the drug addicted if you if you can't and you don't want you can't just stick somebody in therapy and think they're going to get better if they if they don't want to it's not going to happen and some of them because of their drug use have become essentially uh, mentally ill to the point where you're not going to fix it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. That's your Twitter. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. A lot of kids going back to school, kind of, sort of, maybe. Depends on where you are, right? Like Jackson, Mississippi, they, they were out of school for a while. They were remote learning because of the horrible situation with their water. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. On the other side of things, uh, the West Coast. Northwest, to be, uh, to be specific. 
Well, they're, 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 they're doing something different. Tens of thousands of students set to return to the halls of schools in Washington's largest school district are instead staying home as day one of a planned teacher strike begins today. The Seattle Education Association and the school board have been negotiating for months over demands that the union has made to address teacher burnout. Over the weekend, educators made signs and trained picket captains in anticipation of the demonstrations. The union says 95% of its members voted Tuesday in favor of the strike after both sides failed to cut a deal. Oh, going back out on strike. Chad, this is the first time they've been on strike. Well, yes, technically uh, it is. But let's remember, they have a strong union up there. And what do we talk about? As we talked about earlier, if you missed the show, grab the podcast. But uh, I'll surprise this rather quickly is the fact that we sometimes uh, look at teachers and teachers unions. We lump them all together. The union in and itself is the one that all too often through administration and, and whatnot have a lot of these wacky, crazy ideas and push a lot of these things where a lot of teachers, they just want to teach and they want fair, you know, shots at doing stuff. They want to be able to work a fair amount of hours, except just like everybody else. And the unions, though, they took advantage. Let's not pretend for a second that they took advantage. USA uh, a piece last week, week before last, talking about the, you know, the, the president of the teachers, uh, you know, Federation, American Teachers Federation, Weingart, saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, you don't get to pretend that you weren't a part of this nightmare when it came to COVID and keeping kids out of school. You don't get to say it was everybody else's fault but ours. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Teachers say the last couple of years have been challenging. They're pushing for a pay increase, policies to cap employees' workloads, and the right to take personal days when needed, as well as maintain staffing ratios for special needs and multilingual kids. So they want a lot of stuff. Always starts with a pay increase and more time off. Always say, your teachers work a lot. Yeah, they do. A lot of people work a lot. They do. And I'm I'm like here right now in Arizona and, and why this is important, because many of you listening are right around my age. You're, you're 50, a little bit old, a little bit younger. You got kids in maybe in elementary school or, or you've got kids in going through high school and into college. We need to pay teachers more in a lot of places. We do. Some places they're paid just fine. But we need to pay them more. I'm in Arizona. We pay our teachers crap. I mean, it is embarrassing one of the reasons that big businesses want to move here is because the quality of life is phenomenal it's affordable it's business friendly one of the big reasons they don't move here is because our schools are underfunded and our education system's not very good it isn't you got to pay teachers but like everything, it's where do you get the money? Because everybody always screams, yeah, yeah, what I want to, yeah, you got to pay teachers. You got to do this. You got to do that. But when then you ask people that, hey, that's great. You're fine with your taxes going up or paying more for certain things. A lot of people go, well, hold on a second, because people are still dumbfounded how things work. I'm a big fan of, in certain things, sales tax. What if we added, you know, a cent here, a cent there? What could we do? The other part of it is, is, and this is where the teachers end up getting screwed, uh, but a lot of that is on them because they don't hold their own accountable, meaning 
go look at how many how many vice principals do we need? How many administrators do we need? From elementary school all the way up through college. You know, one of the things they were talking about in this, uh, they were doing this big study about colleges is the the amount of administrators comparatively to professors has grown exponentially over the last several years. Well, that's where a lot of that money ends up flowing. We want this, we want that. Let's put more money in schools. You know, but then everybody wants accountability. And then when you, I don't want accountability, right? And that's what unions do, right? Like, we want all the things we can get. We want to make sure there's not too much accountability. We can't get in trouble and there's nobody going to hold. It's, it, it, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. But, yes, we need to pay teachers more. But the question is, you know, every, the question is, what's more? Well, they got to make a living wage for the hours they work. Some places, California, you know, you got teachers easily. My friend's wife pulls in 110. Not bad, you know. Uh, I've got several friends who are teachers all making between, you know, 90 and 110 grand a year uh, with a great retirement. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, it's, and they've, they're loving life. Their life is pretty damn good. And they said it's been hard, and it is harder. That's the other side of it, too. They're like, wow, it's so hard now. Right? It's so hard now because when you come back after two years of being, you know, essentially hybrid, and then before that, no classes, and you wonder why your kids are a bit out of control and their grades have plummeted, well, there's a reason for that. Oh, yeah, what's that? Uh, oh, yeah. Unions didn't want kids and, you know, they wanted to use this this pandemic as a power grab. And they did. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I found this interesting. Peter Ducey and Corinne Jean-Pierre, or KJP. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. But, but just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016 oh, Trump stole an election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah is extreme now yeah Why so let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous it's not ridiculous you you, you don't get to say it's ridiculous because it's not you can't say one election was stolen and this election but that's what we do we have this short memory in in so many things in life where we we my side gets to say the things they want to say if your side does it it's wrong we can all agree January 6th, and I'll say this, Trump went too far with the continually pushing of January 6th. I think it's going to hurt the Republicans in the midterms, uh, especially for a lot of the people that he's pushed out there and really got behind, because I think some of it was revenge tour more than it was anything else. But you can't say for four years, Trump's evil and bad, and he stole an election. 
You can't say for four years that Stacey Abrams got robbed by Brian Kemp, but she didn't. And then when you're asked about it, go, oh, it's totally different. Because I get to be seen as the person that's right about this. You have every right to ask a question. COVID came out of nowhere because of China. People started changing laws. They're mailing out ballots left, right, and center. You have every right. And people did. And they had zero proof at the end of the day. They had theories, some of them wacky. But you have every right to ask the question. And if your feeling was it was stolen, that's fine, but you have no proof. And at the end of the day, there was never any proof brought. Hence the reason why there's so many lawsuits of people being accused of stuff. And, you know, yesterday there was more chaos in, in, in Georgia where fake elector uh, let the, the Doug Logan and his cyber ninja folk into an area just after, you know, in early January after the election and there was a breach and they weren't supposed to be there and she lied about it under oath said she was teaching that day so you know there, there's a lot of skeezy things that have gone on and we have every right to ask questions and it includes towards the republicans and some of the skeeziness that has gone on At the end of the day though you don't get to call somebody evil and bad because you say they don't believe the election was real and you can't say well, I don't believe these elections were real. And somehow you get off scot-free. Doesn't work that way. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Got a little, uh, got a lot actually today of uh, exciting nature will mess you up. So be prepared, kids. Be prepared for the nature and the messing you up. Eden Pure. Does your house have some smells? I'm told the kids, you guys smell. Especially Jack, oh, because you know he's got he brings his hockey stuff. Because uh, you don't leave it in the car, as we found out over the weekend, because it might get stolen with everything else. But you, he's. I just said, dude, you're stinky. Your stuff stinks. I know, because I played hockey. It's gross. It smells. But when you're in a hotel room, I said I'm bringing my pure next time because it'll. I'll just get ten of them. Surround that bag. They are amazing. The best air purifiers around. Period. Case closed. End of story. Super quiet, small, out of the way, plug them straight in. Never need, ever need to buy filters. They do not go and mask odors. They eliminate the odors. The Oxley Tooth Thunderstorm is incredible. Right now, go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. You're going to save $200 on a three-pack. Perfect for the whole home. You'll get your house smelling perfect. Within minutes, too, by the way. You will smell the difference. EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code Chad 3. Little nature messing you up straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast or out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh, my gosh. 
I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. Producer Phil, we remind everybody about nature. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. It's kind of the summer of the shark. It has been, for sure. First of all, uh, sharks, us humans, we're in about it more and more. I think one of the big reasons we talk about it more and more, yes, there's been some more attacks, but we've also got drones now. And those drones flying everywhere all the time, we're starting to get a real understanding. Man, they're close. Within minutes of launching the drone, I found one. We had our first sighting. He is right on the shore. He is so close. It's a juvenile great white shark, eight to nine feet long in waist deep water off a popular Santa Barbara beach. And under the watchful eye of marine biologists from the shark lab, we go in for a closer look. Oh, he's right there. He is literally right here. For many, this is the stuff nightmares are made of. The risk of shark attacks is extremely low. However, people's perceptions of the danger that those kind of encounters pose tends to be much higher. Yeah. We talk about that again. We're going to get to some stuff, but here's the reality of it. It is they're everywhere. They've always been. I always said that, you know, I grew up in Southern California. I surfed when I was a kid. Kind of we all did. Uh, wasn't great at it, but I had a lot of fun doing it. It was great exercise, and and I was a junior lifeguard, and and you know we'd run out to the end of the pier, we'd jump off, swim back to the whole nine yards. The reality is, is they were always there. We just never saw them because we didn't get a bird's eye view like we do now. Five month old babies were not afraid of sharks, so it appears as though our fear of them is learned and socially reinforced. It turns out. After falling into the water with that juvenile great white, the reaction to scramble back onto the board isn't necessary. I lose my balance. I fall in the water. The shark takes off. They would rather avoid something as big as a person. In fact, if you do make a move toward a shark, they tend to go the other way. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and in clear water, uh, I don't know if you've seen the lady, she dives with all kinds of sharks, tiger sharks, great white sharks, and she free dives. Uh, In clear water... Her thing is just stare them straight in the eyes, and they see you like, all right, you're not what I'm looking for. Now, the problem is they hunt in murky water, and when they hit you, it becomes nasty. And there are some sharks out there that they're not afraid of humans, and they're aggressive. Case in point, the bull shark. The 58-year-old woman from Pennsylvania was on a cruise and took an independent snorkeling excursion in Nassau with her family Tuesday when authorities say she was attacked by a bull shark, bit in her upper body. The woman died before she made it to the hospital. Family members observed a bull shark attacking the female. The cruise ship, Harmony of the Seas, was on a seven-night cruise that sailed from Port Canaveral, Florida last Sunday. Yeah. Bull sharks are mean, aggressive. They have more testosterone, I think, than any other animal on the planet. And they will mess you up because they're nature. Officials describe the area she was snorkeling in off Rose Island as popular with tourists. But three years ago, another deadly shark attack was reported in the same area. 21-year-old college student Jordan Lindsay died when a school of sharks attacked her. Jordan's mom was able to pull her out of the water, but Jordan died from her injuries. Her father says his wife is forever traumatized. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday, a uh, lady goes and she, she gets out there and she does a little snorkeling thing. And, and lo and behold, uh, it was fast. I mean, it was 
big, big, and fast. Family members, along with operators from the boating company, was able to rescue the female, brought her on board the tour company boat. Yeah, as fast as they possibly could. But, you know, when you get bit in the leg and you get bit in certain areas and you're in certain place away, especially the leg, right? The arm's a different story. You can still lose blood. You could, But when you get bit in certain vital areas eh, you're, and, and you're so far away from anything, even if you're close to something, uh, chances are uh, you, you got no chance. EMS personnel responded and they confirmed no vital signs of life. Yeah, so that's nature, kids. We go out there, and 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 we love it, and it's beautiful, but it is dangerous at times, and it can mess you up. And the sharks, in and itself, they you know we think it's the, the the fear of the sharks and and all of those stuff. They kill very rarely, but they do tend to bite, and we're out there more than ever before, and their numbers are growing. And then, of course, we go back to a movie uh, long gone. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Scientists believe the 1975 movie Jaws caused a generation of people to develop galeophobia, an irrational fear of sharks. It greatly changed how people perceive sharks. There's even a term for it, the Jaws effect, a belief that sharks intentionally attack humans. Popular media, it influences people's attitudes and perceptions such that it exaggerates the danger that these animals pose. Yeah, so remember that. But when you do go in the ocean, Always remember, you're in their house. When you go in the woods, you're in somebody else's house. And that's where nature may mess you up. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet, text. Love hearing from y'all. It's Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's always about the economy, stupid. At the end of the day, I don't care what anybody says, it's still the economy, stupid. Period, case closed, end of story. We could sit here and, you know, like they talk about issue voting is is useless. I think we all know that. Uh, Because, well, first of all, polling when it comes to issue voting is silly. But issue voting... How many people really voting specifically on a singular issue? Oh, you'll find one or two, maybe, here and there. But the reality is, is it's the economy, stupid. And especially for the people that end up swaying stuff. You have people that, are, that are, aren't issue voters, they're party voters. But for a vast majority of uh, the independents out there, it's not about the parties it's about certain issues and that one issue if you're going to say issue voting is the economy which makes us laugh especially because young people don't quite get so much about what the economy is all about so they've taken to tiktok and they've found out this thing called shrinkflation you guys heard of this thing called shrinkflation youngsters are finding out about it and they're shocked 
Have you noticed that your favorite snacks are getting smaller? It's called shrinkflation. The price may be the same, but the box is getting smaller. What? Ice cream tubs used to be a half gallon, then one and three quarter quarts, now trimmed down to a spelt one and a half. Instead of raising their prices, they just sneakily shrink the size of their products in hopes that consumers won't realize the difference and continue to buy like always. These two granola bars are the exact same product. This bar has 26 grams. This bar was bought today. It has 24 grams and was well over two dollars what it does have is more air shrinkflation when the price of an item goes up most of us will notice right away but when the price stays the same we may not pick up that there's a little bit less in the box from soda to cereal and even toilet paper hey does this new roll look smaller to you yeah that's shrinkflation shrimp flake nation what shrinkflation why wouldn't they just change the price you think but companies know consumers are more likely to check the price than the weight huh. and here's my favorite Gatorade it used to be 32 ounces now it's 28 ounces what I was wondering is do they really need to raise prices do they really need to shrink their products and pinch pennies the answer is no when you're a shrinking man like me yeah shrinkflation that's it but what do they do it's because of their greed no it's because they've got to make a profit keep things going it's amazing that people don't quite understand that they're shocked to find out. Wait a minute! You mean they have to? They, they have to do what? They have to make a profit? Yeah, to keep to keep things going. And then those people have to answer to to board members who have to answer to shareholders, and that way they can keep uh, employed. It's the way it works in this world. And so you look and say, now they could do it several different ways. The more they become uh, automated, you're going to find less people who are going to be working, and the more that uh, you can automate that. Uh, you can start making decisions about instead of shrinking certain things, maybe uh, you shrink the workforce rather than the product. Well, that's not good either. No, 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 no. Right now, we're not in that position because what we have is uh, too many jobs. We uh, got data that showed that manufacturing orders were up, but cost increases of supply chain items were beginning to ease. The week before that, we got data showing that price increase may be beginning to ease as well. The bottom line is jobs are up, wages are up, people are back to work, and we're seeing some signs that inflation may be, maybe, I'm not overpromising, may be beginning to ease. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it will begin to ease. God willing, it's going to. It's the number one thing. When people ask me about stuff, uh, it's always about inflation, the economy. The other stuff, Trump gets brought up and stuff, but the, yeah, see, it was the inflation. Right. You know, as the price is so high, you know, my son this weekend, he's like, Dad, why is it like so much cheaper in, in Arizona to buy gas than California? And I'd explain it's uh, everything's the exact same price wise for the for the most part. I said the difference is your taxes. Oh, he's looking at me. He goes, yeah, I said your taxes. You're paying so much more. But I said, we pay more than the rest of the country because we don't have certain things here that the rest of the country has when it comes to to pipelines and things of that nature. So, and we have special blends. So, you know, they're going to add that stuff on. But I said, a lot of it's just your taxes. And he was like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, crazy, huh? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, I am just, I'm always shocked. Again, that uh, you, 
When we sit here and we talk about, we talk about the stuff, what's going on, you know, in the world. You know, we talk about all kinds of wacky stuff, too. Of course, we just talked a bit about, uh, if you missed any podcast, uh, you feel free to, if you missed any, grab the podcast, feel free to check it out. Because we talked about our, our good friend and yours, uh, the nature segment of messing you up. But, you know, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about also the news today. And there's only so much you could talk about. When, you know, it's like with, with like a, a lot of people hit me, hit me up. Like, well, what do you think is going to go on with Don, the Don, right? The man, the Yahweh. I'm like, I have no idea. He had stuff he shouldn't have had. Doesn't mean I do. I think for a moment he was selling them. I do not. Do I think this is overblown? It absolutely is. Do I think he could be in trouble? Of course. At the end of the day, I, you know what? I, I'm not I don't care at this point. Because I've heard so many things over and over and over again about this, and just we we move on from it, right? What do most people care about? As we've talked about a thousand times, they care about taking care of their own, right? They care about taking care of their own, their kids, education, paying their bills, all of those things matter. All the other stuff is just noise. It's just noise. Because we'll pay attention to noise. And I've said it, we've become reality TV. And what do I say about reality TV? If, if, if you and I went to dinner and we were sitting there, we're having a chat, right? You and I were having a chat about life and this, that, and the other. Table next to us is having a chat. Nobody notices anything at all. If the people next to us start fighting and they're throwing things at each other, we're all paying attention. And it could be over the dumbest thing. Stayed at a hotel last night uh, and uh, I'm flipping around on TV and there was like the, I don't know, I think it's could be the Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't even know where they're at, like Fresno, you know, the Real Housewives of, you know, Cedar Rapids or, you know, whatever. And the entire commercial promo was people throwing food or drinks at each other. People pay attention. That's what politics has become. People throwing food or drinks at each other so people can watch. You're like, oh, I get that. When we really care about the average person, the exhausted majority, you and I and everybody else who are the people that get up every day and go to work and don't have this living in our minds 24-7, do I care about uh, Donald Trump? No, not particularly. I don't dislike him. I don't love him. Uh, and, And I'll say this over and over again. Never fall in love with a politician. Fall in like and move on. But he's not the president. The president we have now is Joe Biden. You don't have to like that or not. But but at the end of the day, inflation is a worry, right? Kids' education is a worry. Oh, yeah, it's big time. We have a battle for things that matter right now in this country that we should be paying attention to. Our culture, we do Woke Wednesday. We're doing it all day. We'll do some more wokeness a little bit later. Those things matter because you're changing vernacular of words. You're, 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 you're self censoring uh, yourself uh, about anything that you you might say in 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 that could get you in trouble we are we're paying attention to all the things that matter so i think we need to keep these things in mind on a daily basis of the things that really matter and that so much of the rest of it is trying to fill time 
when it comes to, you know, the news. Because if you got a lot of news and you got a lot of time, but people aren't paying attention, you better figure out how to make the news more exciting so people will pay attention. Otherwise, you just have somebody reading a teleprompter. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet at us. Got some uh, interesting tweets and text. Always text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze in. Yes, kids, it is woke Wednesday. We got some wokeness for you because we like to get woke on woke Wednesday. Some COVID fun as well. Oh, goodness me. COVID fun. Are you kidding me, Chad? Of course. COVID. Better get your shots. All of them. Which ones? All of them. How many do I need? All of them. Is it going to stop anything? No. Okay. Sounds like fun. Somebody getting paid? Of course they are. Here's something. I'll bring this up. Uh, a question to ask you guys about the the COVID shot when we come up that I find fascinating. Oh, yeah. Raycon, best here, buds around. Where are my Raycons every single day? Yesterday, I was editing all day, doing a bunch of different stuff. I had my Raycons in. I never feel them. And that's what I love about them. I can wear them. And then and the neat thing is, is I have my awareness mode when it's on. It's great because I can sit there and have a conversation with somebody, hear everything that's going on, and not have to worry about my earbuds because people coming in and out because I'm prepping for my other show. Uh, so it's, while I'm editing and doing all kinds of stuff, it's great. I love that. 49,000 five-star reviews. The best earbuds around. The sound quality is second to none. And the beauty is the price is going to break the bank. You're going to get these well under 100 bucks. So take advantage of them. Save huge that is huge kids uh 15 plus percent right now by going to buyraycon.com slash chad tons of different colors great styles to choose from but you will not be disappointed these things are the best eight hours of talk time 32 hours of battery life buyraycon.com slash chad buyraycon.com slash chad buyraycon.com slash chad chad benson show You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. We, the administration, will make sure that vaccines are free, that they're widely available, and they are easy to access for everybody. Yeah. Dr. Jaw there, because yes, kids, it's time to get your shot, your coronavirus shot. It's time. And uh, uh, you double up, right? You can do all the double. You can get a flu shot as well. But uh, it's time for that uh, annual ritual we call the coronavirus shot forever and ever, never going away coronavirus. This morning, the White House urging anyone over the age of 12 who's already been vaccinated for COVID to go out and get boosted again. The new Pfizer booster is cleared for anyone over 12 and Moderna's for anyone over 18 and two months out from their last shot. The boosters target the highly contagious BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants, getting the final green light from the CDC and FDA last week. Yeah, with no testing on humans. <laughs> well, we didn't have to. But here's something. Dr. Jaw said, free. If you had to pay for your shots, I wonder how many people would actually get the shot. Because nobody's getting these boosters. I mean, nobody's, no, they're, they're really not. I mean, if they're, if you're somewhere, when I got my booster, I happened to be next to a place where they were giving it. And I've, I've told the story before. Uh, and it, I was in between my, uh, the 17th and 18th hole and the 
a friend of mine who worked at the fire station, which is right across the street, said, hey, come get your booster. We'll just, we'll just give you a booster. And I said, okay. I drove over there in between, got my booster, went back and played golf the rest of the day. Uh, I was on vacation. But it, it's got to be convenient, but free. If you had to pay for it, I, I wonder how many people would rush out and get it if you had to pay for it. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as it's free. We'll do stuff that's free, but it's also, as I've said a thousand times, it's got to be convenient. That's why when I hear people talk about, we're going to have uh, a civil war. I'm like, is it going to be convenient? Because <laughs> if it's not, nah, we're not. Oh, I think we are. Okay. I'm just thinking if it's not convenient, if it's not on an app and we have to leave our house, then probably not. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Back in school, Uvalde yesterday without a hitch. There was a just little kid who... He was first grade going into second grade. He was in, you know, one of the classrooms and his dad said, uh, you know, do you want to go to school? He said, no, no. And he said, but they've got bigger fences. And he saw, mm, no, the cops are going to be there. He's like, they didn't protect us. 70 minutes, they didn't protect us. So there's a fear, though, that we're, you know, we're, we're, look around and see what's going on. Schools are doing something uh, that people are, you know, because they feel like that this is everyday occurrence, 24-7, uh, nonstop. At this school in northern New Jersey, seniors begin another year comfortable in these hallways. But a familiar fear also lurks around this school, like so many others across the country. It is scary thinking about how somebody could come into your school and do something like that. But I try not to think about negatives. Just four months after the Uvalde massacre, parents and school districts are taking action to keep their children safe. One Oklahoma mom going viral last week. The shooter is in there. He did not say a word. Cassie Walton running active shooting drills with her five-year-old son now show me how you use your bulletproof backpack which was crazy again it's nuts and 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 they've got all of these things that they're doing in a lot of these places and it's you know it for lack of a better term it's an overkill are we militarizing our schools are we sending kids into to something where it's like a miniature they're going through airport scanners to get into classrooms like they're going in to visit somebody in the big house And it's not just children and parents reacting. A district in Oxford, Michigan, introducing new tech, biometric scanners that can detect weapons, new locks that make the doors impossible to open, in addition to demanding clear backpacks and hiring more armed personnel. In Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine announcing funding for schools to implement upgrades like security cameras, automatic door locks, and visitor badges, while also allowing teachers to carry guns after less than 24 hours of training. So, I mean, that's where it is. I mean, there's common sense things that we can do. Uh, I think the problem is, is, is if people overreact and then they overprepare for stuff that they're, they're just common sense things that we do. We've talked about it over and over again about securing the classrooms, getting better doors and and, you know, making there's one entry point, one exit point, making sure there if you're going to really be serious about something, having somebody out there. And th- these are just little things that you can do. But the reality is, is the chance of your child uh, going to get shot at school is is virtually nil. But it doesn't mean you don't worry about it. At the same time, uh, we, I think we need to take better look at how we're doing some of these things in the overreaction. And are they actually going to work? 
323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. You can tweet at me, text the program. Got a very interesting uh, text. We'll talk about that from somebody about yesterday's homeless thing that we talked about. And uh, yes, it's Woke Wednesday. We'll get a little woke for y'all. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I love how... You ever notice how both sides have their crazy and both sides have their blind spot, if you will, when it comes to uh, their emotions that they feel like, hey, I'm allowed to be emotional and say horrible things to you because I'm emotional. This guy called me a blanking Nazi, a C word, because we talked yesterday about the homeless and uh, I'll get deeper into it. But it just it the emotion. Right. And I guarantee you. And he's on Twitter. And I guarantee you, when you go look at all the the the, the stuff that he has, it's all this woke stuff. Right. But they have zero tolerance for somebody who has a different idea or opinion than than they do. And they're they they lead with feelings over facts. And it just always makes me laugh. It does. It does. Which brings us to the exciting uh, portion of the program here. And if you're new to the show, uh, we get woke every Wednesday. It's called Woke Wednesday. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. It's all right. I feel that way, too. It's all right. Let it out. Like, can we actually agree that women get pregnant and not men? How dare you? White women raise the white boys who grow up to be little, misogynistic, patriarchal tyrants. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. I'm mad! It's time for Woke Wednesday. Uh, Where do we start in the wokeness of Woke Wednesday? There's just so much stuff. Should we should we should we start with this with nature? Because you know what? If you're a wolf, you're a wolf. I am a Therian. I believe that my soul is an animal soul. I know and I have a fundamental understanding that I am overall human. I just enjoy connecting to my animal identity. I experienced something called species dysphoria. The dysphoria causes me to feel I'm in the wrong body, which is why I always wear this mask in my ears, as well as do other things to alleviate the stress that I feel. I make these videos for other Therians to know it's okay to express themselves, and I try to normalize this harmless identity. Hope this clears some things up. Do I have to, uh, uh, do I have to, uh, do, do, we, do we pet you? Do we, uh, are you, do you bite? That's not very nice, Chad. That's not very nice. Well, you know, what's your pronouns? Pronouns matter. Remember that, kids. We talk about it all the time. Pronouns matter. Do they? Yeah, I was just, uh, just tell me your name. That's all I care about. I'm not going to walk around calling you he, she, they, them. You know, whenever you make up some, some wacky pronoun. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to use frog frogs pronouns and sentences, so let's go! Frog frogs pronouns, that sounds so cool! 
And that's because it is cool. Because that means that the person that's using these new pronouns is staying super curious about frog self and wants to know more about frog self. But anyway, frog is such a great person. Frog's smile is so contagious. In fact, I saw frog make a whole audience smile. I think frog should be very proud of frog self. Yeah, that's uh, insane. Frog. Why you? Why do you refer yourself as? Uh, also, you you're referring to yourself in third person, which we do on Thursdays, third person Thursdays, right? We're like Chad really likes this program. Uh, Chad enjoys uh, hearing from you, kind of thing. Uh, that's just silly. And there's no such thing as trans species or anything. You're, you're, you're none of those things. At least that woman readily admit. Look, I know I'm not a wolf. I'd like to be a wolf, but I'm not a wolf. Okay, fantastic. At least you get that. But there are plenty of uh, uh, other people out there. Why not? So the other day, the, the lady, a girl's referring to herself as uh, she believes she's a cat. <laughs> Just like, who are you? How do you function? What's your pronouns? It's they, them, he, she, they're, they're, they, have, they come up with everything. And what happens? I say, just tell me your name. It's all I need to know. I don't need to know anything else. But apparently that's wrong too. Um, the reason that we use they, them pronouns is because it is universal to anybody, regardless of their gender identity or expression. So it's how we refer to people when we don't know their gender. If you do not feel comfortable using he, she, or they pronouns, simply go by your name. For example, Allie's so cute. I love Allie's hair today. But it's, it's mockery. It's very much mockery. Even if you're not trying to mock. <laughs> How do you function? They don't. They don't. They don't function. But for all the insanity of this stuff, there's stuff out there that's real. Especially when it comes to, to the trans thing. I have zero problems. And, and everybody's like, well, yeah, you probably have a problem. And I don't. My, 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 my godson is, is trans. Love him to death. Zero issues with it. Very mature. In college. Made a decision much later, zero problems with it, but only a partial decision. The youngsters that are being rushed through stuff, that's scary. The fact that they're going out and they're, they're, they're saying the, the open stuff about, you know, hey, uh, 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 this is the Children's National Hospital Gender Reassignment Program. This is insane. Thank you for calling National Hospital. Your call may be recorded for quality assurance. I was calling for information about gender-affirming hysterectomies. I've been in touch with quite a few hospitals, um, and a lot of them said they won't do it for my 16-year-old. Um, and then I was told that this hospital might, and I also saw it on your website. So if you guys do... Let me get you over to the operator. I just need to want to know if, if you guys do service that age yeah it depends and each department is different some some departments cut off for 18 hold all right so they're in the clear yeah they're like wait what you'll do what hysterectomy at 16 with no medical issues you don't find that to be disturbing absolutely disturbing so so they do so they would do it um for at the, for that age yes is it a common procedure that you guys do for for that age Yes, we have all different type of age groups that comes in for that. For the gender, for the hysterectomy? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Just out of curiosity, do you know, like, what's the youngest age you would do it on? I'm not sure, but I have seen younger kids. And I'm not, you know, speeding hip, I'm not allowed to say that, but I have seen younger kids younger than your child's age. The gender-affirming hysterectomy surgery? Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, the gotcha. No, it, here's the reality of it. Is that true? Yeah, probably. Is that right? No. That age, you're not making decisions that you need to be making that are life-altering. 
We joke about the pronouns and all this stuff, but the reality is in, in this woke world, this wacky world, that, that, that these kids are not experiments in the social world because you're worried about being in trouble if you don't support something and you're just saying willy-nilly, it's okay if you do that. It's okay. When science, but there's there's plenty of doctors that say it's totally fine. Puberty blockers are used once puberty has started, but not when you're too far along. And what they do is they just pause your puberty where it's at. And that gives you time to further explore your gender identity without the extra pressure of developing in a gender in which you might not feel comfortable. Yeah. So puberty blockers uh, are totally fine. It's absolutely no big deal. Once it's started, uh, you know, we'll just we'll, we're going to pause here and and you can decide what you want to be. And then if you continue those puberty blockers long enough, then you can start replacement therapy with the uh, gender identity hormone of your choice when you reach usually around 15 or so or once you've been on that puberty blocker for at least a couple of years. Yet you're finding more and more who are saying, no, we talked about uh, national health services in Britain. Uh, you've got Denmark. You've had many of the, the, the Scandinavian nations across the board who are all putting a pause on all of this stuff because they've seen increases that are just statistically not possible. And they're finding out, oh, my God, these things aren't going well. And people and kids are complaining as they become young adults saying, how are you allowing me to make these decisions at such a young age and not think that something was going to change in me as I got older and there wasn't going to be repercussions. Of course there is. It, it, it's, it's crazy. That's the world we live in. But there's a fear factor out there. There is. There is. There's a fear factor because we've gotten to the point, as we talk about all the time, of that cancel culture, whatever it is, people are terrified to go against what they seem to think is the absolute, uh, you know, right thing in society or else they'll punish you. There are so many parallels to be drawn with what happened in, in Salem, not least that this was a community, a Puritan community in the late 17th century in America. They were not normally like this. This isn't something they normally did. They didn't mm. go around screaming about witches. I think a lot of the magistrates didn't believe it. They went along with it for self-preservation. So I feel that when you hear politicians saying, trans women are women, you know they don't believe that, but they're looking out for themselves yeah. because this movement is so intimidating, so frightening. Yeah. And that's the scary thing. That is. That's authoritarianism, but that is scary. And these young kids are going to look back in five, ten years, we're going to have a large group of kids who are going to absolutely go, what the hell did you let happen? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program, roughgreens, ruffgreens.com slash Chad. You can go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself your Rough Greens for free. Dr. Dennis Blass is going to send you out a bag. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all the best stuff in the world you can put into a supplement for your dog, and your dog will love it. It has helped my dog doodle tremendously. It has kept him alive. It has kept him healthy. He's older. He's bouncier. He's happier than ever before. And I'm telling you, give it a try. 
you see what happens. Whether your dog is young or old, they got hip pain, they've got joint pain, maybe they got digestive problems or, or itchy skin. You watch what happens with all this amazing ingredients. You just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food and away it goes. Try it now for free. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Is it too late now to say sorry? Justin Bieber's world tour once again on pause due to his health. The singer took to Instagram to let fans know that recently restarting his tour has really taken a toll on him. And after last weekend's performance in Brazil, he got off stage and was overtaken by exhaustion. Earlier this year, Bieber revealed he was battling Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which had paralyzed part of his face. He says he's going to be okay, but needs time to rest and get better. Yeah, how about that? The Beeps! No, Biebs. Yeah, the Biebs taking some time off. Mental health. Youngsters are far more aware of the mental health than uh, us grownups, I think, at this age. Uh, and I think a lot of it is a crutch. Right? Because sometimes I think in life you just got to power through. But I think there is also better awareness, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Because somebody's going to say, oh, it's you, you're, you're just trying to be tough and macho. No, I'm not. I, I think too often we cuddle, ki- cuddle kids. Uh, we, we allow them. And I'm not just talking about people who have real mental health issues. I think we allow kids to become too anxious about everything, to, to, to make the wrong move, uh, to, to make a step outside, to, to do anything. And then when they get older and they have other real issues, it's, it's amazing, right? Like we're shocked. I can't believe that happened. Bieber, though, you got to think about this. What is he? He's like 20 years into his music career, and he's like 10 years old. That doesn't make any sense, Chad. I'm just saying, kids. He's a youngster. Still. But uh, that uh, that Ramsey Hunt thing is paralyzed a portion of his face. That was also something that I think people don't realize, that he had a good portion of his, his face was, uh, it was like a Bell's palsy situation. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the, you know, I, I, I think he's going to be fine. I do. But the Beebs, the Beebs taking time off. Goodness me. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of people uh, uh, hitting me up on the old Twitter about a lot of things. I love this. Is, uh, uh, and also on the old uh, uh Text line. You can always text the program 323 538 chad That's the text line uh, about the, 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 what the guy, I'm assuming it's a guy, text me. Wow, you're a total C. <laughs> you're a blanking Nazi. You want to give tough love to people who are homeless and possibly mentally ill, you fascist. How about Elon Musk who wanted to spend $41 billion on a blanking app while having 200,000 homeless veterans in this country? You blanking conservatives. Uh, heart blank, blank, but greed and hatred. You're exactly what Biden was talking about. No wonder you're so blanking offended, you little sensitive blank. Ass, I could say ass. I'm not offended by what Biden said. I'm not offended. And by the way, I'm not trying to be uh, uh, tough. Love works uh, because 
here's the reality. I grew up with a situation where my father was addicted to drugs. Okay? We touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, there's nothing you can do. There's just nothing. Right? At some point, you have to say, okay, this isn't going to work. And, and you're, you're hurting everything else. You're destroying everything else while trying to save somebody who's not ready to quite save themselves. So when I hear stuff like that, when I go, the homeless issue is we've offered a thousand times on, on things you could do for the homeless. But that's somebody who's living in a world of feelings and feelings and facts are separate issues. Facts are mental illness. Yes, we need to figure out what to do with the mentally ill, but you can't snatch them off the street. Even though you recognize this person's mentally ill because we have a constitution of things we can and can't do. So we continue to put them in some sort of system where we arrest them for doing something bad. Then we take them and release them and they go back and they continue to do it. And the same thing goes on for the drug addiction. And you're not going to fix somebody who's got drug addiction problems uh, by putting them into a, a place that they don't want to be and thinking that they're going to get better. It just doesn't work that way. But to make everybody else suffer because you feel that it's the right thing to do is asinine and stupid and it doesn't fix anything and it won't it'll continue to fail and if that is your goal is to continue to fail then there you go problem solved problem solved a lot of you uh tweeting too yesterday about my story about my mother's van being stolen god that was just so infuriating there you go it's a perfect example though of of like places that want to live in a world of of feelings over facts and allow people to run willy-nilly and crime to grow because well they uh feel that uh, it's okay it's okay to allow certain things to happen uh because uh these people are downtrodden or whatever and that's just the dumbest thing in the world too it is. California is, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, the fact that they're talking about letting, I'm still fascinated. Yesterday at the local show, uh, filling in uh, for my, my on-air partner who is on vacation this week, uh, Barry Markson, who's a, a big attorney here in the Valley. Barry is, he is so fascinated by the, the, the thought that California would force hotels to take people who are homeless into their facilities, many of who are mentally ill and drug addicted, with no way to pay for it yet, which is also hilarious, is is just, again, mind-boggling, mind-boggling. But that's, you're not trying to fix something. You're trying to hide something and say, look, we're doing something. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. That is your Twitter. So you can text the program, you can tweet if you're new to the show. Feel free to uh, shoot me a text or a tweet. Uh, I try to uh, respond to everybody unless, of course, you're just going to call me a blanking Nazi and, and an effing C and uh, I got no time for that. Uh, fun show today. Got you over the hump. Again, we'll do it again tomorrow. Reach out to us if you want to across all social medias. You guys have a blessed rest of your day. As always, Nat Nat Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.